0: Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing, and teaching, Susie, Lucia, and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better.
1: Welcome back to 3Talk. Actually, unfortunately, still only two of us, so two talk today. Susie's away, so it's Lucia and myself. So last episode, we talked about the importance of sleep. Today, we're going to talk about how can we get a better night's sleep? Almost everyone has trouble sleeping from time to time, but when insomnia persists day after day, come a real problem. Beyond making a person tired and moody, a lack of sleep, like we said before, can have serious effects on health, increasing the risks of obesity, heart disease, and type two diabetes. And a recent study showed even one night's lack of sleep has a link between Alzheimer's. So it's a very important issue. And many people turn to sleep medications in search for more restful slumber. However, these drugs can have side effects ranging from appetite changes to dizziness, drowsiness, dry mouth and strange dreams. A study in the British Medical Journal found that people who were taking the sleeping tablets had a higher incidence of cancer and death than people didn't take these sleep medicines. Now, this is a very important topic for me because I ended up about three or four years ago on sleeping tablets and um, became more and more reliant on them. And the more reliant you become, the more they don't work. And then when you don't take them, you've kind of lost your own natural ability to sleep. I'm very happy that I don't take them any longer. I think as a society, we often think we can take a pill and everything will be okay. And that is obviously not the case. I highly recommend anybody who's having problems with sleep not to, to go down that route. And if you do, only use them very, very rarely. The things that helped me to have a better night's sleep were learning to meditate, probably the main thing. I realized I was getting over-happy and over-tired. (laughs) I am happy to push my mind and body and actually quite enjoy it, but then my body was producing too much cortisol, which is the stress warming, and couldn't calm down when it needed to. So I was in fight and flight mode. I seriously lowered my input on alcohol, only drinking red wine over a good meal, and trying not to have it late at night. Turning off an hour before bed, reading before sleep, and getting into a regular routine were all things that helped me. Making sure also I was getting enough good carbs in the day as, again, a high-protein diet messed with my sleep hormones. And this is often the case with women, actually. These high kind of protein diets often mess with female hormones more than they do with male hormones. It might all seem pretty boring having to be so considered, but the lack of sleep was really affecting my life. I felt unable to focus. and knew I was underperforming and getting snappy at home. Not a good cycle to get in. Once I got into these routines, it was so worth it. And now, of course, I can cope with the odd crazy night or change a routine. Um, ladies, what advice have you got for our listeners?
0: Well, I would like to pause and reflect on something you said there before getting into the advice. Because obviously, I do agree with you that turning to tablets is a, is a thing that we can't really do as a this generation however obviously they do exist and before you do so go and speak to a doctor if that is the last resort but there are plenty of things that you can do that are like you know holistic medicine or natural things that you can try before recovering to this and obviously there are so many heaps and tools that we are hopefully going to cover in today's episode to kind of help you identify and rectify the things that might not be allowing you to have these to sleep but as i said before you go to any of these uh resorts just make sure that you're talking to a professional a doctor or a specialist to kind of help you here because it's not as easy as you said it's just i'll just go and buy a tablet and in many countries they are also sell off the counter but it can be a dangerous routine to get into unfortunately though doctors
1: do give you them far too easily in my opinion you know, to go to a doctor and say I'm just not sleeping very well, and then have a pill within about five minutes, isn't great. That <laughs> not is
0: about any other lifestyle factors. <laughs> that is true, but I think, like you know, as as with everything, it's also about knowing your options and knowing your choices, and then depending on where you are, make your choice. But it is about offering that possibility and that variety of things to try and then feel free to choose the one that suits you better
1: yes i like the um, advice from the uk mental health organization they say four pillars of good sleep they call it heal h-e-a-l so they say there's four main factors that affect the quality of your sleep which is h is your health e is your environment a is your attitude and l is your lifestyle So I'm just going to pick up on health. As anyone who's tried to get sleep with a blocked nose or a headache knows, physical health problems can stop you from getting a good night's sleep. So if you're not actually feeling healthy, that is a time to make sure that you address those factors, first of all. And mental health problems like anxiety and depression, like we said before, can also affect our sleep. So professional help, like Lucia said, might be needed because... We will get more ill if we don't get sleep, so it's kind of like the chicken and egg scenario.
0: It really is. Um, and I, and I agree with that age hundred percent. I think also the other one to pick up on is environment, d e. You know, sometimes we really don't pay attention to where we are sleeping and what are the things surrounding us. Um, and this is where the environment comes to place and is actually a key factor. For example, and you know, I put my hand up. I'm guilty of this. I got to bed in my bedroom, and I've have got my mobile phone there. And you know, it is well recognized and well known that the phones emit radiation. So you should not be having them where you sleep. Now, I'm not saying put them away if you can. That is absolutely my recommendation. But if you can't for whatever reason. Just make sure, for example, that they are put on airplane mode because that reduces that impact. They are not emitting that radiation 100%. So that is one thing that you can look at. Another thing that you could be looking in your environment are actually the lights. Do you go to sleep with the curtains open or do you shut them? Because actually sleeping in the dark is proven to be far more beneficial than having light coming in. Although a little bit of light, I would say, is good because it helps your body naturally awake when the light starts coming in. Sounds, for example, are another thing that you must be aware of. So listen out for noises that might be disturbing disturbing you in getting to sleep, but also might be disturbing throughout the night and helping you or you know, avoiding you not having that dressful night. And if you find those, again, there's different things that you can do to accommodate those is one, if you can eliminate the source of the noise. And if you can't, say that it's a neighbor having a party or noise on the street, just we buy husband Just get some earplugs. Do put in place those things to help you block that noise to give you a better chance of having that well-needed rest.
1: Yeah, so um, one thing that um, the mental health organisation recommends is keeping keeping track of the conditions that help you get a good night's sleep. They have produced a sleep diary, and you can get that at UK Mental Health Organisation. The other thing that they said was about your attitude. So H was health, E was environment, and then A, your attitude. And this is what I think one of my biggest problems was. <laughs> a lot of my lack of sleep was in my mind. I expected if I went to bed, I should be able to sleep straight away because I had in my mind that I had to have seven hours sleep and I always wanted to get up at six and train. So then I would be in a panic straight away that I needed to fall asleep immediately because in seven hours my alarm was going off and I'd be up on the common training so I was getting into this really bad cycle of panic that I had to get this seven hours sleep by doing a mindfulness course what I realized is that I could turn off those kind of anxious thoughts. I learned how to relax my body. I learned how to put it into my relaxed nervous system and then I would fall asleep more quickly instead of sitting there panicking, going into my fight or flight and staying awake for an hour or so, trying to get to sleep and then get more panicky because now I've only got six hours and that wouldn't be enough to get me through the day being a deputy head and performing at optimal level. So those kind of anxious thoughts were a bad cycle. So I had to learn doing the meditation, the mindfulness course taught me that how to relax my body and turn off those thoughts. Now yeah. very rare for me to have a bad night's sleep to tell you the truth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's very good. And I think like, you know, that's another important thing. Sleep should be something pleasurable, should be something that you look forward to, should be something that you know is going to be helping you and making you feel better. The minute that you start going to bed and kind of like dreading it or thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to sleep, you're starting to produce that anxiousness already. And it's very difficult to go to sleep like that. And another thing I would add to that is try and avoid going to bed Angry or worried. And I know it's difficult because life gets on the way and there are going to be occasions where that's going to happen. It's unavoidable. You're going to have a bad day and you're going to be angry about something that happened. Or you're going to be worried about things that you need to do or have happened to you. Absolutely going to happen. But what I would say is, even when you can, try and get rid of that emotion or minimize it so whether it is having a conversation with a person that has led you to be in that position whether it is doing something yourself that uh, you know can help you overcome that situation or whether it is just writing things down on a diary so you can free your mind and empty it of those thoughts they are captured they have been acknowledged but you're just taking them away from your mind, that is something that can also help you kind of like calm down before you hit the bed. Yeah, and I know
1: that that my husband would like to do a meditation before he goes to sleep, just to turn off his brain. I think we've said before, there's things like headspace, there's calm. And recently I learned about a new one called Insight, which is free. That could be a good one to use. And if you look at um, www.bemindful.co.uk. They have some meditations there that they feel or, or they know that are very useful for getting a good night's sleep. So the last one to kind of move on to is lifestyle. So we've done health, environment, and attitude, and the hours lifestyle. There's a number of things that you can do every day to improve your quality of sleep, and lifestyle always comes under, you know, this exercise and nutrition. So they say like eating wild rice and oats and actually dairy products can produce chemicals that increase our desire to sleep. And having like a good protein and carb meal late in, um, not late at night, sorry, like three hours before you go to bed. If you have it late, your body is trying to digest and go to sleep at the same time. And that will not happen. That stops you getting into deep restful sleep. Um, also, if you're dehydrated, you'll want to drink more water. And if you drink more water, you want to get up and go to the toilet. So that's also a um, reason that alcohol can impair the quality of your sleep. And, you know, exercise on a regular basis helps with sleep because if we're physically tired, lots of the times we're uh, mentally tired, we're not physically tired. So the exercise can help reduce the anxiety and relieve the stress and, and help you get a better night's sleep. But also you need to think about when you're exercising, I know if I exercise after 6 p.m., because you're producing that good, that feel-good hormone, I am then very awake and very alert and, again, find it hard to turn off. So they say best to exercise kind of before 6 o'clock, then after if you're very sensitive and you don't sleep well.
0: I agree with that I would also so uh, throw in the mix creating a bedtime routine I mean we do it for kids for example we've seen it you start like you know you give them uh, dinner then you kind of do a bath you read the story you start lowering the lights you play calm music so it's applying that to the adult world why would you not have your own bedtime routine whether there is as you said, eating maybe earlier. So you allow your body to metabolize that food and digest it before you actually go into bed. But also start making changes. Like, you know, most of us, we watch TV until we are nearly falling asleep and then we go to bed. Well, actually it's been proven that not having a screen time an hour before going to bed helps you have a better sleep. So yes, do watch TV or watch a film but maybe instead of just doing that in bed or just before going to bed, why don't you swap that by reading a book in bed, which is proven to relax your body and easing out into this sleeping pattern. Or perhaps, as you were saying, do a meditation or a mindful mindfulness exercise. So start preparing your body and your brain for this sleep time. because that's going to give you a better chance of actually having, again, a good night's sleep and a quality night's sleep. You know, touching on the quality is so
1: important. According to the new health advisor, adults 18 and older need anywhere from 1.5 and 1.8 hours of deep sleep, which is 20% of our overall sleep. Uh, So this is really important. It's not just about how many hours we sleep, it's how deep we sleep. And there's there's stage three sleeping is deep sleep and there's stage four which is your rem sleep all these stages of sleep are really important for the way your brain is going to function the next day so it's not just about the quantity it's about the quality and there is actual things now that you can track your sleep with recently apple watch have brought out auto sleep uh, pillow and uh, sleep tracker and sleep cycle where you can use your apple watch and it will actually record the quality of sleep there's also a ring called aura o-u-r-a which was out before the apple watch which tracks your steps your heart rate calories burned and um, your sleep and how good the quality of your sleep is i think fitbit also tracks your quantity of sleep i'm not sure how good it is at tracking your quality of sleep. So there's lots of ways that we can actually track our sleep. And if you feel that you want to be at your optimal levels, it might be worth um, tracking your sleep properly. So thank you for listening to us today. I hope you've got lots out of it. I hope you will remember HEAL, health, environment, attitude and lifestyle, These are the four kind of aspects of good sleep. I hope you remember things like meditation to help you get a calm night's sleep. The environment as in temperature of your room, the light, the noise, um, your attitude as in making sure that you've kind of cleared your mind and calmed your mind down before you go to sleep. And then thinking about your lifestyle choices. Obviously, I don't think there's one we mentioned, but having lots of caffeine or sugar and processed foods is obviously not going to be best for your system. So that can help keep you awake And coffee and, you know, eating chocolate late at night. Really not great for sleep. It was good over Easter, though, I must admit. (laughs) So I hope you've got something out of it today. And we'd love to hear your feedback in the comments. Please subscribe because that helps us keep going. And we will speak to you next time. Thank you. Just to wrap up today's podcast, please make sleep a priority, as this is one of the pillars of good health. People spend a lot of money in trying to get healthy, and sleep is free, but does need to be carefully considered, otherwise it will affect all areas of your life if you're not getting enough. Consider whether it's your health, your environment, your attitude or lifestyle that is affecting the quality of sleep. I'd like to remind you again you can download a sleep diary from the mentalhealth.org.uk to help you identify any problems and you can use the sleep trackers mentioned in the episode. If you're waking up tired then you're probably not getting enough good quality sleep. If you continue to have problems for more than a month go to a GP and get referred to a specialist. Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe as this helps us keep this podcast going. And please let us know in the comments if there is anything you would like to discuss. We look forward to sharing more tips and tools and information in our next episode. Bye for now.